0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Art with Chris Things? <laughs> wrestling with Chris Things. I am Chris Things. Brian, uh, art dude, wrestling dude, dude dude. You know, if I feel like in, in today's day and age, there's a lot of lot of not so good stuff going on, and sometimes you just gotta be like like the dude about it. You know, like fuck it, let's go bowling. You know, you make your own happiness. You choose to be on the happy train or the sad train. Anyway, I'm not a I'm not a life. <laughs> Guru guy, <laughs> I'm I'm just a wrestling art guy, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, today we we have a, a very exciting one of our a special edition wrestling art curator episodes uh the episodes where i turn the microphone around and i put a spotlight on some other very talented wrestling artists out there talk about their practice and and today i got a bloody good one uh got a a very talented uh artist who specializes in, in some wonderful oil paintings just some Epic stuff uh, between, like, deathmatch stuff and Joshi stuff really caught my eye. Uh, But Helen Hunter will be coming up in a a little bit. Uh, But before we get to that, a a little little scheduling note for you so i, I did note earlier on my uh, post that we do this kind of like we have in the past where we we have a, a wrestling art curator episode and then the following day i, I do our normal weekly scheduled uh, match of the week edition however i gave it a little bit of thought i'm like two podcasts a week it's a little bit much You know, I I struggle to listen to, like, one podcast a week, to be honest, so I feel like a smarter way for us to to do it. Let's try this on. Let's see how this goes. On these weeks when we have our Wrestling Art Curator interview or interview the artists, um, I'll then, let's turn around for the following week. How about we do a, a double header, a double main event uh, edition of our match of the week. we we'll catch up on the the previous match of the week uh, that we missed out, as well as a new one. And I think that might be pretty fun because we'll be able to sandwich some pretty interesting, <laughs> uh, weirdly contrasting matches uh, together, perhaps. Uh, and, and we get to talk about both of them. So I think that'll be good. Let's try that on, see how that goes. Um, but, you know, want to our, our regular... Chris Things Art monologue. Um as uh, as I guess it's it's come to be known. I you know, I've I've had some stuff going on this week. I've uh, continued on with our um kind of thing that we started doing on this march on to the the new uh Way of the Blade book coming out, the, the AEW edition sequel, where I look back at the the previous original Way of the Blade and, and put a bit of a, a bit of a spotlight on some of my my favourite matches, favourite illustrations from that book, and, and this past week, um, I I did so for a match that I bloody love so much. <laughs> um, that being the uh, infamous uh, Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher match from IWA Mid South at the the ECW arena. Um and man what can you say about this match other than it's just uh like i said it's just rugged it's balls out it's raw it's violent it's just everything that i love out of wrestling sometimes um so i you know i think i I, obviously really this match is quite close to my heart did my best to try to capture that spirit of it in the illustrations and then when i posted it this week I was so surprised and delighted by the outpouring of response to it. Um just honestly so tickled pink uh, about like the amount of people that loved this that were, you know very complimentary about the illustration but but even more than that just said how much they loved this match and how much this match meant to them. You know, a whole bunch of people who, who said like it, this was like their favorite match ever. <laughs> being such a polarizing match you know I know I think that kind of stuff but, yeah, it was, it was really nice to see uh, that sort of connecting up to other people's passions. And that's, at the end of the day, a big part of why I do what I do. So that was super cool. Um, you know, you can uh, purchase that uh, print if you'd like. If you want some, some Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe action on your wall, jump on christhings.com.au. Uh, I think that's a good place for you to for you to go and, and yeah, maybe you can get that one. Um, but we'll continue on in the lead up to the new book. I'll continue this kind of tradition that we've created Created here uh next week now in addition to that i uh also uh so i think previously i mentioned in the show a little collab that i did with a very talented uh video highlight artist iq wrestler um he's this great terry funk um album or uh, i guess highlight video uh really um and I got to do like a, a faux album artwork for it, like a Conway Twitty meets uh Terry Funk's forever uh um, famous promo, and so I got to see the the teaser trailer that he did for for that highlight video, um. But then uh they did uh the the full one that came out and I finally got to watch it this week, and oh my gosh it is. So wonderful. Uh, for all of my fellow uh, funk appreciators out there, this just was so great to see. Like, I think the best thing I can say about it is as someone who, who loves and appreciates Terry Funk, um, there's some of those weird little Terryisms, you know, you can't quite put your finger on it. It's just weird but wonderful. And this highlight video captures that so so well so i want to make sure to direct you all to check out iq wrestler uh on twitter um and then you can check out their uh youtube page vimeo as well but watch this highlight video it is it is bloody art it, it was so great uh it's only going to take you know six minutes of your time but such a great great thing um and then if you like it that much well, you can even buy uh, the, the faux album artwork to hang up on your wall, which a bunch of people actually have this uh, last little while. I've been so pleased with the, the reception that that has gotten. Um, so I've, I've had quite a few orders of that coming in. Uh, I'm actually going to the uh, printer to pick up another one to send out for another person this afternoon. Uh, so if that sounds up your alley, again, christhings.com.au. Take a gander? Maybe get yourself a 12-inch a uh you know record LP faux artwork for your wall. I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh I think that's about that's about it for my uh my Chris Things monologue for the week. Uh but yeah, we have a very exciting interview to throw to. So let's, let's throw over to Chris in the studio uh, with a very talented wrestling artist. Enjoy. okay ladies and gentlemen I am very excited we have our latest uh, wrestling art curator edition guest on the line here uh, someone whose work that I've recently become a big fan of, um, whose, whose work has a, just a wonderfully expressive, lively quality to it, just amazing uh, oil uh, paintings, um, and I'm very, very excited to, to talk to uh, Helen Hunter. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, Chris.
0: Oh, you're very, very welcome. I uh, appreciate having you on the line. I appreciate you uh, breaking our sort of accidental tradition of only <laughs> interviewing Australian wrestling artists.
1: Well, I'm I'm honored to be that person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. So you're from um, Chicago, right?
1: Well, I just moved here about five months ago. Um, I spent the last, like, 17 years in Portland, Oregon. I'm originally from the Midwest, from Ohio, which um, is one of the shittier parts of this country. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I I went to college out in Portland, Oregon on the West Coast and uh, loved it there met my husband. We stayed and then had so many kids. Um, we've like three kids and, uh, two of them are twins. And so they're like about two years apart. So I just went from like being in an undergraduate, like, um, art program to all of a sudden having three kids. Wow. So we moved back to, we moved back to Chicago. Cause I was like, Oh my God, if I ever want to, um, like be able to paint or have a social life. I need like a lot more help. Um, so we actually moved into his childhood home and his parents got a place like a few blocks away, um, which is great because they can help all the time. And now I'm actually starting like moving across the country is hard, but moving across the country with three kids is like unbelievably challenging. So, um, Mm. I just now kind of getting to a place where, um, I can start thinking about what, is next for me with painting i mm-hmm. i have my uh kind of big if glow down is a phrase um <laughs> my uh i used to paint in this like lovely detached garage in portland that was like filthy and it was not finished i mean i liked it like that it just felt like i was leaving my house that would be kind of obsessed with cleaning because of aforementioned small kids and um would go into the garage and just like in a different world and just paint. And that was so great. Um, but now I'm set up in my laundry room, which uh, means that I have to kind of work smaller and, um, be a little bit more careful with fumes because I can't just like open the doors to outside. And then surprise here in Chicago, it gets like really freaking cold. It, um, it was like negative 10 on Monday. Oh, (laughs) you're in Celsius.
0: (laughs) No, I, I mean I'm I'm familiar with uh, how chilly it can get in Chicago. I've been there quite a quite a few times. Absolutely love oh, okay. Chicago. Cool. Um, I've, I've never been there the the fully like most you know frosty part of winter before. Normally like either going into it or coming out of it. But yeah, uh, I recommend yeah. it. It sucks.
1: <laughs> it's like I where I grew up, it would get like pretty cold and snowy, but the wind is is no joke and i'm like pretty close up to the the lake so it's just like what's really concerning is how um people in chicago seem just like kind of fine with it Mm. like i'm kind of freaking out like can you believe it's gonna be this cold and they're like oh you know just put on layers you'll be fine like okay
0: oh man yeah absolutely right it's like that the whole windy city thing and then you you get there and it's just this like bone chilling you know wind when it's cold like I said I wasn't even there for the worst sort of cold part of it but I went to a a Cubs game um you know uh, probably early in the year and man like you get that you think all right I'm okay I'm okay and then just a breeze comes over the field (laughs) and you feel it in your bones (laughs)
1: yeah 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 well yeah so um part of (laughs) yeah uh Sorry, I'm like <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, should I mention this? Part of my like deal with um having our third kid was that I wanted to get an m f a and the uh, um I don't know if you call it the same thing in Australia but like a master's in fine arts mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um so the Chicago Art Institute is here, obviously, and that's oh, like nice. i I'm not like ready to go back to school yet. I need to wait till my kids like get into full day school and stuff but um i hope that that can be like a step in the future for me to be yeah cool.
0: for sure i mean that's funny I, I actually had in my my notes here of um wanting to talk to you about that sort of move from uh, portland to chicago and how that sort of like influenced if in any way it's had like an impact on your art um you know practice so it's quite interesting to hear about the, the future plans
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I actually thought about this because, you know, I, it's not like I'm making art because I want to be like a big famous artist or I want to make like millions of dollars, which, you know, (laughs) many artists make. Um, but you know, I, I have, I had like a artist community in Portland, um, that I really miss. Uh, but they're in like this, um, part of my art life that doesn't totally overlap with my wrestling art life. I feel like I'm kind of in two worlds here where on one side, I like fucking love making these insane wrestling paintings (laughs) and I do um, a number of commissions. Uh, I stay busy with it, which is pretty awesome. And on the other hand, wrestling um, has played like a symbolic role in the art that I make that's about my own psychology and my own experience, um, just like living in the world. (laughs) Um, But it, I've kind of like, haven't, it hasn't shown up in like a couple of recent paintings. So I'm still doing like wrestling fan art, which again is just sick and I love to do it. Um, But this other side of me is kind of veering off in this other direction. So uh, in terms of like, how the move has affected that wrestling side of things. Um, it, you know, most of the people that I interact with about wrestling are, are on the internet. So, mm. um, <laughs> I'm not really like losing any kind of viewership or something being in a different city. In fact, I'm going to like meet up with a wrestling, um, artist who's based in Chicago that I know from Instagram that hopefully isn't like a serial killer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go see, uh, new japan is coming to chicago in april i think yeah yeah i'm pretty excited because that's that's really my bread and butter i love new japan
0: yeah nice Wow, yeah. oh, that's so good i um I, I think the whole you know that balance between wrestling art and like you know your other kind of art stuff is always such an interesting thing to to sort of talk about mm-hmm. um it's definitely something that i've, I've touched on um with uh, both of the, the prior wrestling artists um that I've, I've had on and something that i honestly kind of Struggle with a bit myself with my own sort of art and then finding that balance so it can sort of, um, you know, a- appeal to people outside of that bubble Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely am keen to talk to you about that before we get any further I want to point everyone um, to you know if you're you're listening to this and you've got your your little um, Instagram machine in your hot little hands I'd recommend jumping on uh, Helen Hunter Art uh, into your your Instagram uh, machine there and have a look at some of this art because we're going to be talking about a bit of it and I think it's it's so cool to see Um, but that that makes a lot of sense from what you're saying about portland um i mean at least from my sort of like i've been to portland once before loved mm-hmm. it um you know i thought everything was so quaint and quirky and lovely um I'm not sure if you're familiar with the old uh, Portlandia TV show. Oh my God. Um, But I thought a lot of that rung very true.
1: (laughs) It it felt like offensive. I'd watch episodes (laughs) of that and be like that. I literally did that yesterday. Stop
0: it. So good. Um, But yes, you're not wrong. (laughs) Um, But I mean, yeah, definitely very uh, lively art scene there, Uh, but definitely also from what you're saying, and not necessarily uh, that much of a connection with, with the wrestling outside of it. Like, Portland actually does have a massively rich wrestling history.
1: Yes. And I was, I was just going to interject
0: that uh, they're like
1: indie wrestling is so awesome. And oh, yeah. I don't want it to sound like there aren't a ton of amazing wrestling fans in Portland. Mm. Um, it's just that the the art I was involved with in Portland was not wrestling oriented
0: yeah 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 i could definitely uh imagine that but yeah between the the independent scene um you know i've just been uh, chatting about some of the stuff like prestige wrestling and the the roseland ballroom mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great stuff going on there yeah yeah um and then you know back into the the you know early 90s and, and 80s uh back with the the don owens territory um i'm a, a massive fan of uh, of buddy rose um and and mm-hmm. all of that great wrestling in in portland but yeah it it's so funny how sometimes the, the you know art scene can be so removed from that and then moving somewhere like Chicago, or I would say Chicago is probably one of the hot spots of the wrestling world for sure um, you know, between what you're saying about New Japan um, so many great independent wrestling shows, the freelance wrestling which do some oh, yeah. really cool stuff, uh, Logan Square Auditorium um, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on in Chicago and I could imagine that maybe the the chicago there, there is a little bit more of a place for wrestling within the chicago art scene um so i mean yeah. are you seeing much other sort of like wrestling in in the art scene over there or you know art in the wrestling scene i guess
1: yeah so i actually haven't been to a wrestling show um since i've been here which kind of like Hurts my heart. I, I went monthly in Portland to uh, DOA wrestling, which was just fantastic, and I loved it. Nice. Um, but a wrestler from uh, uh, BC who I see when he comes down to uh, Portland was told me that I would like freelance wrestling.
0: Mm. And
1: so I'm, I'm thinking about going in February um, oh. to their, their next show, which would be pretty cool. But no, I haven't encountered like a whole ton of Chicago related like wrestling related art. Um I'm positive it's out there. I mean, I, you said in a previous episode that you I don't know, you were just like mentioning the like weird little community of like wrestling artists. Mm-hmm. Like I know they're here in Chicago too. I know I'm not, but um like I said, most of the interacting I do with other wrestling artists is like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it would be fun to like, I don't know, have a con have like a little wrestling artist convention
0: (laughs) oh absolutely and I I think Chicago would be the absolute perfect spot for it I um yeah it's it's so funny this weird little wrestling art community um I mean this this podcast has sort of been a, a big part about trying to gather that community a little bit, because it's always, like, at least so far, it's been so fun for me to just nerd out about this thing that I'm, like, super passionate about and then finding it it appeals to to other people in a similar kind of way. So I think that would be fantastic. Kind of getting getting back to the start, um, I always like to sort of ask people about both their art journey and then the wrestling art journey. And you sort of spoken a little bit about that, you know, when it comes to that, that move, uh, the geographic move. But, I mean, getting back to square one with art, were you always like an art kid or is this something that came in later in life?
1: Um, kind of both. I, I did a lot of art stuff until I got to high school and then I didn't have like, um, you know, I wasn't super good at drawing and I would get really discouraged and stuff and I kind of pivoted to writing. Um, like, fiction and poetry and stuff. And then I did that in college. Um, And I just stopped doing any kind of visual art. Um, And then by the time I was, like, 25, I realized that I really wanted to be doing that. And I was like, I don't really know how to draw super well. I don't know how to paint super well. But, like, I really want to learn how to do this. So I just kind of um, did. And then I... I like got sucked into teaching preschool, which was never what I wanted to do. Um, it just kind of like I was a babysitter and then I like did summer camps and then I got a job at a school. And all of a sudden I was a preschool teacher and I was like, Ugh. I <laughs> just like not what I wanted to do. So I had the ability to quit and go back to art school and get my BFA. And so um, I graduated with that in Uh, 2019 it was like right before the pandemic oh
0: good timing there um
1: so i know i I graduated in december and i have friends that had to finish out the year and it's like just awful um but anyway uh it was during that time at art school that i even encountered wrestling at all. Like I've never watched it in my life. I thought I always like turned my nose up at it. Can I segue into my wrestling art story? Because we're this is kind of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. That's what I said. The the wrestling art journey as well, for sure.
1: Okay. So so now it's like 2018, we meet up with wrestling. I so like I said, I've never watched it. Um, I thought it was like it just wasn't for me, whatever. And uh and so it's 2018 my my grandma died uh, Betty she was a wonderful woman and I loved her so much and the day after her funeral was WrestleMania. And I had heard like somebody I had overheard a conversation or like had it in my head from someone at art school about like wrestling being like performance art. WrestleMania was on the day after my grandma's funeral and I was just like I don't want to think about anything I just want to watch something really dumb. And I watched it and I was like, wait, I don't, I didn't think I realized what wrestling was. Like, it just was not what I thought it was. And all of a sudden it was like so fascinating to me um, because I was looking at it through the eyes of somebody who was like in art school. And, um, and also because I was seeing things in wrestling that I just like never seen other places um, in both in terms of like bodies doing crazy things, which is um aesthetically something i really enjoy drawing like i had been doing a lot of basketball art because there's like people with crazy bodies in basketball like seven foot four and like just doing crazy athletic stuff but wrestling took it to the next level where i was like whoa i cannot believe what i just saw (laughs) and i was a i still am a total but at at the beginning i like couldn't watch a ladder match i was like someone is going to lose a finger and and I'm going to like throw up, you know? <laughs> but I couldn't stop. watching it. Like I watched that WrestleMania and I cried so much because I was sad about my grandma, but also like, I remember seeing it was 2018 and uh, triple H and Ronda Rousey had a match and Ronda Rousey picked up triple H and there was this shot of her just looking fierce as fuck. And let me like segue here and say like, I don't like her as a person. So don't get it twisted, but this is who it is in the story. She picks up triple H and all these dudes behind her in the audience are just like losing their shit. So hyped. It's so exciting. And I realize I've never seen a woman's expression of anger, like celebrated like that in media anywhere. And yes. I like, had to learn more about that because as an artist, I like tend to think narratively. And I wonder if maybe that is like related to the fact that I pivoted into writing for a little bit. Um, Maybe just what I'm exploring visually is can't separate itself from narrative. But anyway, I'm interested in how like women's anger Just that as a subject, it it ended up being what I did for my like undergraduate thesis was like doing a lot of reading and making work around the idea of expressing anger as a woman. But anyway, um, I love
0: that. That is so fascinating because you're right. There's so much of a, like a bullshit thing in society of like, you know, no one likes an angry woman kind of like crap, yeah, yeah. but in the world of wrestling, it's like celebrated. People love to see that. And that's yeah. like amazing when you think about it.
1: Yeah. Um. So I found that like, there's a really good book called good and mad, and it's probably pretty dated at this point, Um. but it's, it's about it's about women's anger, um, but it's related to a lot of stuff that happened after the twenty sixteen like Trump election and then the Me Too movement. Um, just about how, well, anyway, I'll let you read it. But um, the uh, I my search for um, my search to understand like why I was attracted to wrestling um, led me to like eighties and nineties like Joshi. Uh, Japanese women's wrestling and uh, because that's where I found like so good just brutal shit and the fact that it was like all female audience members and like it was just like a totally a women's space.
0: It's such a cool scene. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I love that stuff so much. It's like so dear to my heart. And like the best part about it, I think, is yeah, like watching it, um, and, and seeing like the the younger female fans who are there, oh. and like seeing this is like role models and like celebrating it. And like I actually got to go to some um some women's Japanese wrestling shows uh, in Japan. Um, and probably the best one was I got to go to a show called um, Sendai Girls, which is run by mm-hmm. uh Meiko Satamura, who's like yes, just yes, one of the you know, greatest, um, greatest just pure, you know, pro wrestlers regardless of, of gender that you know I've ever seen. She's amazing and this, this company is so cool. And I got
1: she was like my- oh
0: she's so so great and um yeah but the the big thing about seeing this show at corican Hall was that seeing all of the female fans there and just Mm -hmm. see them celebrate this like awesome badass kick ass professional wrestling that's better than like most of the men's stuff that you see i I I dig that whole scene in Joshi wrestling so much it fucking
1: rules okay meiko Satamura is an absolute queen i love her so much she was mm. uh did you watch gaia girls the documentary
0: the the yeah 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 for sure like i love YouTube. it oh, she was yeah. there during that that infamous drop kick scene right oh
1: my god i oh, she's such a badass <laughs> i really wanted we went to japan like right after i finished my BFA in like January, 2020. So wild to be in like the densest areas in terms of like people, we went to wrestle kingdom, um, and then come home and it's locked down like a few weeks later, wild. but I digress. Um, I wanted to go to Sendai, but, uh, it didn't really work into our, um, travel schedule. Yeah. But anyway, um, the Joshi is just such a gold mine of bodies doing crazy things. And, um, and narratives that involve women like engaging in heroic and brutal acts outside of the you know realm of it relating to men
0: which is pretty cool yeah i mean that's my favorite thing i think about joshi wrestling is that it's an entire promotion that's just based in celebrating women's wrestling. It's not like mm-hmm. a sideshow act to the men. It's not like, yeah. all right, here we have this, and then now we have the women's match or the women's division. I think the, mm-hmm. the best uh, th- that this can be is an entire promotion that's just about celebrating women's wrestling, and... It, doesn't matter about like the men you know what are the men doing or whatever it's like no you're not part of this this is just about women's professional wrestling and i think that's fantastic
1: yeah it's pretty awesome uh
0: so yeah that's
1: that's how i got to wear rest well actually like i don't know the i i guess i started really painting wrestling um when i was in art school because i had this class that i got to like make my own homework i get just got to decide what I was doing and then I just did it. So I was like, I'm gonna paint wrestling and that way I have to watch wrestling (laughs) to like find the right shots to work from. um but yeah
0: how can i ask because that was the, the questions that i actually had was how much i love your subject matter for your wrestling stuff um and how it, it weirdly lines up with you know my so many of my own interests in um mm-hmm. in professional wrestling especially japanese professional wrestling between the the death match stuff which i'm definitely looking mm-hmm. forward to talk about that a bit more later but then more specifically the the joshi stuff um, and mm-hmm. about that whole especially like 80s and 90s scene and about like so many great just visually visually interesting characters between someone like a, a Bull Nakano or a Dump Matsumoto um, or you know like the the Deathmatch Death Joshi stuff I think is the absolute peak of it of like you know Megumi Kudo and the, the FMW women mm-hmm. stuff so so cool but before we go any further like how did you get onto that stuff and like where how did that sort of become such a big thing of your um wrestling art thing
1: Oh um well I mean I was getting into it with talking about anger like I as an art subject in art school you know I had to figure out what I wanted to paint and I love painting bodies and I am I am female bodied so I feel like Weird to paint. Uh, I don't know. I feel weird, like making a painting and then using a male body as the subject, because like most of my paintings are just, just like kind of about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that doesn't sound really like <laughs> self-centered, but I mean, I feel ideologically like I can't paint. It's like speaking for somebody else. Like I can't make a painting about your life. I, mm. you know, whatever. But um, I. Uh, I wanted to explore this idea of the fearsome woman is what I called her in art school. Just like, what if there was an archetype of a woman who is just so like brutal and, um, unrepentant and, and wrestling was a place where I could find this just over and over again. Uh, Bold Nakano is incredible. She is this woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's like, I found, you know, different facets of what an angry woman could be in pro wrestling, like in, in the U S or not the U S in, uh, let me rephrase this in looking in different parts of media. Um, if you look at a woman who is like engaging in violence, um, she is like getting revenge or she is, um, evil and despicable or the violence is happening to her. It's never like, she's like a hero or she, I, I don't know, it's like defending somebody or something. Like to see the, that thematically in uh, Joshi matches, plus the over the top, uh, like theatrical elements with the costumes, with, <laughs> like some of the entrance songs, I can't name them because, like, <laughs> they're not like songs that I know the names to, but like, there's this one entrance that, um, not Rumikudo.
0: One of my favorites is, um, not not Kyoko Inoue.
1: Who is it? Oh, I think, I'm thinking of Minami Toyota. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So good.
1: She like came out in this gorgeous, like, silk gown, um, one time that is just like so awesome that you can engage two. Um, two different sides of like femininity. You can have this like delicate, beautiful costume that you're wearing, and then you can make someone else bleed. <laughs> and it's like so sick. <laughs> it just I feel like pushes the boundaries <laughs> of what um, womanhood can look like. Because after after all, I'm painting a picture of a woman, so I'm kind of deciding like what I want the viewer to see. And my topic is like you know, I'm going to talk about women. So I'm trying to fight against that um, reductive gaze that can happen when you're looking at a painting of a woman where you're either like looking at her body and looking at her as an object or um, placing her into some other narrative that's in your head. Like I like to, to break out of that when I'm like painting pictures of women. So, you know, I mentioned before that violence is usually happening to women in stories. So it's cool to paint. It's cool to me to paint women who are the ones like, you know, engaging in violence and men aren't even there usually. Yeah. Although I do like someday I will get to the Jeff Jarrett China, like, um, good housekeeping match. I'll paint that someday. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding it for like the right time.
0: Sick. I love that. I mean, it's funny you say the, um, that sort of, contrast I guess between fierce violence and just the, the beautiful costumes and everything uh, there's someone that uh, you've done uh, a few paintings of that is probably you know potentially the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in Akira Hokuto um, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. she is someone that I thought walked the line so well between that, that amazing high drama and then just that pure violent physicality that's like some of the most badass wrestling you'll ever see and then mm-hmm. just the absolutely beautiful entrance outfits and like oh just yeah. i cannot say I, enough good things about her and and that you know especially that match that you painted um with her with the the big uh, the big um crimson mask um mm-hmm. as they they say match uh, that famous moment i man she's just so much fun to make art of
1: yeah she is she she is so emotive uh and you know love love a crimson mask honestly like death matches are the best to paint because like blood makes everything more exciting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just finished this commission with uh, this big like fireball and there's like a bloody shirt and barbed wire. And I was just like, damn, this is all my favorite shit in one painting. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh that painting was that was originally what got me onto your stuff and i i, I love it so much oh, thank um you. and i you know i'm a big fan of uh of fmw and uh, you know Onita and mr mr pogo and this it's just such a great moment where Pogo's blowing the the fire and Onita's like you know blocking it with this this block of wood or whatever it is but mm-hmm. my gosh this uh it, I, I think the thing I love about it, so it's a combination of things. So your your colour scheme, I think, really brings out the nostalgia for the time. I mean, it, it brings out a big nostalgia in me because I love the subject matter. But I think the, the colour scheme really just brings you right back to to that kind of moment it has like a, a nostalgic glow in a sense but then also like you can feel the heat from this work and the the texture of the the fire is just fantastic i i absolutely love that piece yeah. wonderful
1: it was it was really satisfying to paint i'm not gonna lie this um this was a commission uh and so i i painted a painting for this guy before and he he got at me like, like nine months ago and was like, oh my God, I found this paint. Like I found this, um, this still, and I want you to paint it for me. And, and I was just so excited. I, at at that point I was busy. I was like in a, um, artist fellowship and we were getting ready for our group show. So I was like, all right, hold on. I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to move to Chicago and then I'm going to paint your painting. <laughs> and, uh, I, bless him. He was so patient because I had to paint it like so slowly. And it was like all I wanted to do. No, I didn't want to like take trips to the dump and clean my house before moving. Like I want to paint this (laughs) sick ass painting. So, um, actually getting to a point where it was close to done, I was like, Oh hell yes. And, um, I'm, I just, it's always a delight when something turns out how you want it to uh and i'm kind of sad to see it go but i'm nothing feels better than sending a painting off knowing somebody is going to really enjoy it i mean it's such a privilege um so
0: absolutely
1: i'm i'm excited about it i'm excited that it uh that you and other people have responded positively to it because it is telling me that i'm not like getting soft just because i can only paint like once a week i I am,
0: um, do you have any kids? I, I do not have kids, but this was a, it's always such an interesting thing to me. Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky with how I, I get to, to work, um, mm-hmm. you know, with a, a, a lot less, um, you know, other stuff going on. Um, but mm-hmm. I always find it so fascinating of, of, you know, people that have family um, that have all this other stuff going on but then still being able to slot the art into your life so this was something I was just kind of interested to talk to you about about that kind of like balance and how you make it work
1: well um it uh doesn't <laughs> like I don't know um, it, I wish I could do more it's I feel like I have to fight for it and like My husband is so great and he supports me as much as he can to like be able to step away from the kids and like actually have some time to paint. But honestly, um, I'm kind of just accepting that I'm not going to be able to do it at the same level for a while, Uh, like at the beginning of the pandemic. So I got pregnant with my twins like. April 2020, so like there was a good couple months in there where I had been let go from one job. My other job was like basically being a bartender, so that place wasn't open, and I was getting unemployment, which ruled. But I just went out into my garage and um, painted for like eight hours a day, and it was so it was awesome. so sick, it was so great. I miss it every day. Um, and like don't get it twisted, love my kids, uh, but they run into my room at like six 37 in the morning and they want to get in bed and look at pictures of snakes, which is really cool. (laughs) And, um, you know, a great way to wake up, but then I'm with them until they go to bed at like seven and I don't like they go to preschool, but there's a whole other baby. Um, so I'm just like got my hands full all the time. (laughs) Um, so I'm actually trying to like, we do a lot of art together. And, um, I'm trying to like teach them to like the stuff I like to do so I can do it more. Um, <laughs> uh, that's the key to having kids, I think, but, um, I can't really show them wrestling right now because they will fight each other. So oh, yeah, we, we like used to watch shows with them, but now they are too, um, suggestible and capable of hurting each other or the baby. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I remember my myself growing up with Power Rangers and it was a bad, bad time for, you know, inspiring violence. So I can only imagine okay. professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, I was absolutely into Power Rangers too. Um, and somehow, like, I I was the youngest and my older sister would just, um, like, put me between a and sit on it. I just was, like, so tolerant of the most, like, brutal sibling torture. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> uh One thing that I do um, or try to do at least is like a one for me, one for you policy where like I'm going to do a commission and then every other time I have to paint, I'm going to like work on my own painting. So I have like two going at once. So when one is drying between layers, I can do the other one or whatever. And that way it feels still kind of like I get to have time where it's just me and art and I'm not doing it for somebody else and I'm not doing it for money um i'm just like using it as um what it truly is to me which is kind of like some emotional processing hmm. uh so wrestling has showed up in that realm of my art making um wrestling like uh usually like a female wrestler is representative of, of um you know a a rejection of whatever kind of patriarchal value or structure i'm like thinking about while i'm painting um
0: yeah yeah that's so cool that's a that's actually a really good way to approach it balance wise i mean yeah commission stuff is amazing you know i love all of the commission things that i do um but yeah sometimes there's a difference between doing that and uh, that this satisfaction i guess that you get out of doing stuff that's um you know inspired uh, from from your own kind of like interests um mm-hmm. I mean, uh, one of the things I'm I'm wondering, so when, and, and I've got, a, a, you know, some other artist friends that have got families and they tell me about just, you know, making it work, you know, it's not about sort of getting to pick and choose the time when you're feeling particularly inspired or whatever. It's just kind of like, this is your fucking window, so you better do shit. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they've told me that it, it can be a really good thing because it just puts you straight into the, all right, well, i just got to get this shit done and I've just yeah. got to do it and I'm not going to wait for inspiration or any of that bullshit. I mean, I, I could say the same when I've had different solo shows in the past and you just have this thing of like, you just need to get this done, otherwise it's not going to be done for the show kind of thing. So I wonder, yeah. is there a positive there as well where you just like, you know, you don't have to wait, you just like, let's, let's bloody do this?
1: Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, it's hard. I have to admit, with oil paint, it's hard because there's so much um like setup and mixing and washing brushes and just like art work that has to be done around the painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I find that, you know, when I have maybe like 45 minutes to paint, I can do some awesome painting that is kind of like unburdened by the um uh, by having too much time. Like if I just have to get it done, something like magical happens in my brain where I'm like not stopping to nitpick little things that end up making me like overwork an area and now it sticks out even more and my painting's kind of fucked. Mm. So, um, when it works, it works really well. Um, it can like, you know, I love talking about positive things, but it is heartbreaking when you don't get to spend enough time painting you know this is painting wrestlers has been key in a journey of like self-actualization for me like i feel like when i learned about wrestling it changed who i was like as a person (laughs) i mean this sounds ridiculous but like it's led me down this road of not just entertaining like it entertaining me as like a fan but it has led me into like a realm of academic inquiry that I like wasn't interested in before and it has enriched my life in this like wonderful way. So to say, all right, my kids go to bed at seven. I'm just going to like roll down into the basement and paint for like two hours and then go to bed. Like, that's great. At the end of the day, a lot of times I'm fucking beat Mm -hmm. and it's really, it really bums me out. And I'm just being honest here because I feel like, um, Again, love my kids, but talking about having a family in art school is not something that happened. And I know that, like, my teachers weren't out there being like, hey, if you're a woman, like, traditionally, if you have kids, it kind of, like, really fucks your chances of having any kind of, like, commercial success or anything. Because galleries don't want to give representation to people, specifically women who have families, because then they don't have full access to you. Cause they're like, Oh, well you just have to pick your kids up from school or whatever. Um, so like, obviously my teachers didn't want to tell me that, but at the same time, um, it is kind of true. Like I, I can't just like paint into the night because I, ha- I can't call in like sick to work the next day. Cause I'm too tired. Like my kids show up at my bed. <laughs> so I, I can't give as much to painting as I want to. Um, which which bums me out but i know that wrestling and painting are not going anywhere and that there are times when like the stars align and oh my god i actually do get that 2 hours of painting and that is the best feeling because it reminds me like i am still this person i'm not just mom and i love being mom i do but like i contain multitudes you know mm-hmm. and um i can't really watch wrestling with my kids right now but when they are a little bit older and they have any kind of Like, not to just murder each other (laughs) like and we actually do get to watch wrestling i think they're going to be really really into it but right now they're a little too violent
0: yeah no that makes sense there's definitely something that's super cool to see through a a child's eyes i think the the magic of of professional wrestling again probably when Mm -hmm. they're a bit older and not you know (laughs) going to be practicing pile drivers on one another
1: yeah mine just turned three so they like really they don't know um my favorite thing is at a like an indie show to watch a kid watch something Mm. uh it's like my favorite when a wrestler notices there's a kid in the audience like there was this guy in portland um he was called el chupacabra and he was like uh in full you know what chupacabra is
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that the, the okay. mexican um creature sort of um yeah 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 for sure love that stuff
1: yeah so he was like in a full costume of that and there was one time he came out and there's like a six-year-old kid in front of me and it's like the whole crowd disappeared and he was just doing his whole entrance for this kid and the kid realized that he could boo the wrestler and was really into it and it was just like extremely heartwarming because at at the end of the day wrestling is like for kids i mean it's like for us, but it's also for like the kids in us, you yeah.
0: know? Yeah, for sure. It's very pure. I absolutely love it. And especially a lot of the stuff that I get into is Mexican wrestling. Um, and and seeing the kids' reactions to that kind of stuff is always such a <laughs> such a, an amazing thing. And seeing the kids with the masks and like just the whole oh man, there's something weird about yeah. wrestling where there's a lot of it that I love. That's like really you know hyper. You know, quite violent and and stuff. That's probably not very child friendly at all. Um, but then there's mm-hmm. another side of it where you can see the you know just that 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 child like wonder of it kind of thing, and seeing that sparkle in their eye from seeing this like basically you know superheroes come to life in real life kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, it's magical. I I <laughs> I often wonder, just like who are my kids going to be like, are they going to be, they better not be in bullet club. They better not be bullet <laughs> club kids. They like chaos. Definitely. My daughter, I thought from the beginning is like L I J, but now I wonder we'll see. <laughs> Time will tell.
0: So interesting. We'll see. It's <laughs> like good, good guys, bad guys. See which way we go. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> twins.
1: So, you know, one of them has to be evil
0: yeah 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 you gotta gotta have that that black hat white hat combo there for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's so good so you're um you mentioned about like the process of the the layers and all that with the oil painting specifically so you know I, that was one of the things that really caught my eye of your work. Just, I, I love oil painting as a medium, um, you know, mostly, you know, when I'm seeing it in, in a gallery kind of environment, it's always a thing that makes me want to go up to it and almost like, you know, you want to you want to touch it. You can't touch it, but you mm-hmm. want to touch it. You know, it's so textural and, and beautiful. And, and I don't know, there's something just so timeless about it as well. I, I absolutely love it. I, um, I used to do, a, a, you know, play around with uh, oils myself uh, ages ago you know back when I was in art school um but I, I haven't worked in it for for so long um but looking at your work has really like inspired me to to want to to get back into it so tell me a little bit about like your what what was it about oils that, that sort of made you more specialize in in that of late? Like,
1: um well I've always thought oils were just like peak artist stuff like I, I grew up, my grandma would take me, um, not, not the one from the WrestleMania story, but my other grandma would, uh, take me to, um, the art museum all the time. And she loved to take me to go see impressionists. And, uh, so I grew up like thinking, and I still kind of do think this, that like Monet is just like the best painter and, yeah. um, the way that like, oil paint has a life of its own. It is about paint, like the kind of nonsense word of like painterly. People say painting is painterly because it's like about paint. It's frustratingly vague to say that, but like, that's what oil paint is. And, um, I remember learning in art school that Van Gogh ate his paints, uh, and that his brother was like, yo, if you, it was, He wrote in a letter, like, if you can't stop eating your paints. You should probably switch to, like, charcoal. And that's <laughs> the reason that, like, kids eat, like, lead, lead paint on the walls because it, like, apparently heavy metals taste good, and that's, like, what they would use in oil paint before they had, like, synthetic pigments. Or I guess you can still get the heavy metal stuff, but, like, there is a sumptuous quality about it that... um Absolutely it's, it's luxurious and I like it for this medium because, uh, or for the subject matter, because, um, wrestling, you know, I, I mentioned before that I used to look down on it. I thought it was like too lowbrow for me or whatever. Um, and, and like my mom, um, really doesn't like wrestling. She doesn't like that. I paint it. She wishes I would paint her grandchildren and flowers <laughs> and like things that she likes to look at, but this is what I do. Um, she worked in this, like performance, like a nonprofit that put on a nine month, um, performance series annually. And they would bring classical musicians and ballet and stuff like that. And I tried to be like, yeah, I'm like, this is that like wrestling is ballet. It is people Mm. doing crazy things with their bodies. And it's sometimes more narrative and sometimes less narrative. And sometimes there's words and sometimes there's not, but like, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, And, uh, (laughs) sorry, I'm like, (laughs) just totally, uh, followed myself down a rabbit hole that, um, I lost track of where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> I totally get you on the, um, the the comparison to ballet, by the way, especially from, like, yeah. the extreme, like, sacrifice and physicality of it. Like, one of my you know, f- very favourite movies, I'm a big fan of Darren Aronofsky, um, but The Black Swan, I thought the yes. parallels in that... Um, between his, you know, the amazing Mickey Rourke, the wrestler movie, it's basically telling yeah. the same story. And there's so many similarities between these, these two, uh, you know, weird, um, you know, subcultures or, or whatever you'd call it. But I, I think there's so many parallels as, as you're saying, and that a lot of people wouldn't even think about between ballet and professional wrestling. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So I just remembered where I was going with that. <laughs> um, nice. You're absolutely right. And it's uh, I like using oil paint and wrestling together because it marries this lowbrow subject matter with a, a really highbrow mm-hmm. art medium. Love that. Uh, and like like wrestling shouldn't be impressionist or it's not like good enough to be impressionist or whatever. But like Degas was painting like nothing but ball- ballerinas in kind of a creepy way if you think about it. Like mm-hmm. if an old dude made a bunch of paintings of like little girls. I mean, yeah. anyway, it's weird. this lends itself really, really well to being painted in an impressionist style. I mean, I was thinking that the whole time with this Onita fireball painting, like mm. they were always just um, interested in light and, and capturing different, just like trying to figure out how to get that into a painting um, is a really satisfying puzzle that the impressionist did over and over again. And that's what inspired me originally to want to paint in oils because that it's so looking at every single Monet painting is so like, wow, I can't believe he did that. Um, and to do that with wrestling to me subverts a, um, like a haughtiness that comes with, you know, like, Oh, I like fine art. (laughs)
0: That's so cool. It kinda it kinda like points out the, the contrast really, like you're saying, of the, the highbrow medium with the lowbrow subject matter.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. That's something that um has come up pretty much every one of these interviews that I've done, by the way. It always ends up somehow touching on sort of the fact that you know, professional wrestling is, you know, in, in of of itself it, it is a a lowbrow subculture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it sort of bringing it out of that into a gallery setting, into a, you know, fine art medium like oils. I think that's that's something that's so fascinating, uh, fascinating about this, this whole wrestling art thing. It's like, it's the fact that it is so inherently lowbrow that I think is why mm-hmm. we find it fascinating to paint, maybe?
1: I don't know. That certainly could be... Uh could be part of it because there there's so many people who are inspired by looking at this and it's a curious thing making art about art Mm. but i think that wrestling's like a big thing it's trying to do is give you that snapshot of you know if you look at something from the right angle it's like really incredible uh and they do it over and over again so that you have lots of opportunities to like take the picture to spread the image around so that um, so that more people will come to the next show. Right. Cause like, I love wrestling so much, but isn't wrestling kind of about like getting people to come to the next show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically selling tickets, selling pay-per-views, all that stuff.
1: So they're just handing out all of these cinematic moments that are just perfect for photography, for draw like drawing, painting, any visual media um, video, like, I don't know. There's something really special about wrestling. uh, And I think it's because there's this symbiosis between like rest, like the wrestlers and the promoters and then the audience, like they're, they're reflecting to us narratives that we want to see as the audience. And then they also depend on our participation as the audience to like move along their wrestling. Like one doesn't exist without the other
0: one. So, it's such an interactive medium.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's. I'm still fascinated by it. It's been like five years of me being in this weird little world and I still just want to talk about like what wrestling is, you know. I, I think that there's something, uh, not think, I like know that there is something really basic in us as humans that like we want to engage in like mock violence together as a group. Mm. Like this is why we have sports. Yeah. Um, but to be able to work through narratives as a group uh is like really really important um and wrestling like it does that in a serious way like there's lots of serious things that like wrestling talks about but then it's like sandwiched between dick jokes or like you know really outlandish displays of violence like just insane stuff um that makes it palatable when you actually do like gain something significant
0: from watching wrestling. i
1: don't I don't know, have you ever have you ever had wrestling like change your life a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean yeah. I've, uh, the amount of I think you know from when I originally got into it when I was was younger, you know, in my sort of adolescent kind of age. Um, I, I just found it so fascinating. I think exactly what you're saying about sort of the, the theatrical element of it, um, sort of being disguised as like a pseudo-sport. I think that is super interesting. And then like the different narrative things that are woven through it. And then just sort of it, it becomes something that just gives, if you get into it, it gives you more and more, you know, like a really good subculture, a really good, you know, weird interest that you've got that can put you through a, a you know a wikipedia uh, rabbit hole or like a you know a cage match database is one of my favorite things in the world to just go down a rabbit hole and be like what was this guy doing in 1982 <laughs> something yeah. like that like the nerddom of it
1: i wish i had that time yeah when I was in art school I would just go through all of like the Akira Hakuto's like five star matches and just be like oh well I have like a whole afternoon off (laughs) someday when I get these kids (laughs) when I get these kids into college just like only wrestling
0: (laughs) oh it's so good so good I I, so the um I guess one of the things you like you mentioned about um, your, is it your mother that that is not in a necessarily a fan of, of you focusing yes. on this subject matter. So that's an interesting thing to me because, um, and especially like outside of that sort of like direct friends and family of like, oh, why are you you know painting that weird stuff? But like getting more to let's say your your art world or like what you were saying about that sort of like art community that you had in Portland that just wouldn't wouldn't maybe quite get it i mean what what are your experiences like do you have much like in the way of um the the sort of like art world what their take is on on this kind of like <laughs> wrestling stuff of yours okay so um when i was in art school my
1: teachers like the professors in the painting department were kind of split on it i had a couple who were like what you're doing is really cool and valid and you should keep doing it And then there was another guy who happened to be like pretty influential, who was like, this is corny and shitty and not, you know, she should like, he like told me I should just stop painting it, which is just, (sighs) it's just like, not what you should do. That's so lame. Right. Yeah. I think he had issues with me for like a different reason. Um, But I don't know. It's like not even worth it for me to think about, but um, I do think that, you know, when I, when I got into art school in like 2016, oh my God, sorry, time. Um, (laughs) They, uh, I remember hearing like, okay, well, figurative art, narrative art, um, and like painting are, are kind of like passe, painting on like canvas. Um, And they're like, you know, so you sure you want to pursue that? And I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So, I, um, as I've continued into this world over time, I've seen like maybe this is just the world I'm in on Instagram or whatever, but it seems to me like figurative art is like actually kind of coming back into play a lot in particular. Um, So, I think that, and I've actually seen, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling painters out there, and I, Again, not sure if it's just my algorithm or whatever, but it it seems like it's becoming a more popular um, like subject matter. I think maybe glow coming out made it more so good. Um, like it exposed more people to it, and the people who would be interested to carry on like s- s- studying wrestling for lack of a better way of phrasing it did um just like a net to catch more people to get into this world. But, uh, I, I don't really care if like, um, capital F fine art, like thinks that my painting is valid or not, because I'm like very enriched by, I, I get a lot out of the community that I'm in and, uh, that we're in. And, uh, and if I, if I'm able to just paint, uh, that makes me happy. And like, yes, I would like to like, the dream is to be paid to paint, but I don't need to have like the gallery fine art world accept me or whatever, give me representation in order for me to like keep working. You know, I think that's one way of doing it, but like, I think that as a stay at home mom, who's doing like figurative, wrestling paintings that maybe it's not even worth it for me to like try to get representation and, and go about doing art in know in the realms where people actually want to be seeing this does that make sense like there's a lot of people out there who think like wrestling art is super awesome and if it's not going to get into like the Venice Biennale, then like your biennial or whatever um like I'll live I just like doing it
0: <laughs> I, I think it's such a It's an interesting thing because on one hand, you know, I could use my kind of like what I think of the fine art world and academia kind of thing of thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of them might think this wrestling kind of stuff is a bit like, you know, why are you doing that? I don't really get it, that whole kind of thing. But then I'm often surprised, and, and I get this more and more, especially when I talk to other, you know, wrestling-oriented um, artists. Um, but Most of my art when I'm doing, you know, like a, a group show or, you know, or, or even you know, solo shows at bars and different things like that, most of the people that end up buying my art or, you know, I did an expo recently got to talk to a whole bunch of people, um, and the ones that bought it, they're not wrestling fans. They have, you know, no real connection to this other than being like, oh, I just, you know, sort of it was, like, weird and cool. And I think that is the, the most interesting audience for all this stuff. It's, like, appealing beyond the boundaries of, you know, people that are, you know, necessarily wrestling fans to people that are like, yeah. there's something about this weird, you know, bulbous oiled up bloody figure that you've painted um you know in spandex or whatever uh that i just find fascinating and i I think that is a real interesting thing to ponder
1: it's really satisfying it's i i'm always so i've sold a couple pieces to like non-wrestling people and have you know there's first like the oh why do you why do you want this kind of question (laughs) and i realize like oh because like I'm. I've made a painting that they want to look at and (laughs) I should just accept that that is a possible way someone could react to my work. Um, but it, uh, what I find even more exciting than that is when somebody knows my work and then gets curious about wrestling. Yes. I have taken like a number of, okay. So DOA used to do shows like two blocks away from my art school. So I would go and paint and then I would take, like a little kit of paints with me to the comedy club where they would put it on lol it has since gone <laughs> under since the pandemic it was the funniest weirdest place to have wrestling <laughs> um but i would sit at this table in the back and just like paint while i was there trying to just capture the energy of it in a painting and they never turned out great but like man those were the best just like the best days but I, I was able to like drag some friends along because um, we had these shared studios. And uh, a lot of people like obliged me and went, but there were a couple people that started going with me like every month. Um, and that- Awesome. Yeah, right? I'm like, man, I'm glad I could be that person for you. You're like shepherd into pro wrestling, like That's come with so
0: me. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> like you've opened their eyes to this whole weird world that they're like, this, I had no idea this was even a thing.
1: I know it's almost it like kind of is better than selling a painting to somebody who like doesn't really like wrestling because it's like on the one hand you have my painting, but on the other hand,
0: you have this whole world of wrestling. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That keeps on giving. (laughs) You know, the amount of friends... Uh, I just had some friends recently at a New Year's party who they know, you know, I'm the wrestling guy, I'm the wrestling art guy or whatever. And this is, you know, non-wrestling friends. Uh, mm-hmm. They went to um, Mexico City recently, so they actually got to go to Arena Mexico and see CMLL, which is, like, nice. one of my all-time bucket list things to get to see wrestling Same. in a, Arena Mexico. Um, and they told me how they just went because they, you know, knew about this wrestling thing from, like, you know, my art or whatever. So they're like, oh, yeah, let's go see some Mexican wrestling they said it was one of the most mind-blowingly cool experiences of their life so similar kind of deal it felt so good to be like oh my gosh that's amazing you know I
1: I don't know okay so there is a thing I I'm really interested in like early human history in like paleolithic art um and we don't really know we'll never know exactly why paleolithic art was made But, like, there's a lot of theories about what it does, um, what its purpose is for, like, group psychology. And um, I mentioned before that I think that there's, like, something really innate in us to want to, like, engage narrative as a group and specifically, like, narrative around violence and conflict. Um, But, uh, so, like, going to a wrestling show, like, people don't realize what it's going to be like. And I think that there's something that happens for us as humans – where if we're engaging in a story together in an audience, we're like breathing at the same time and we're reacting to things at the same time. And there is some kind of greater experience that happens when you watch it as a group than it is even when you watch it on TV or if you're just looking at pictures of it. And there's an article by, do you know uh, Roland Barthes? I think it's called like The Art of Wrestling. He talks about wrestling. Um, just like what wrestling is and what it, how it performs or how it interacts with like people psychologically, he theorizes that, you know, because you're like being tricked into seeing things that tell you you're seeing a violent act, you, your sympathetic nervous system reacts as though you're actually seeing a violent act Um, Even though your brain, like a moment later, will remind you, oh, they didn't actually get hit in the way it looked like, like that it wasn't actually real in the way it was presented. So you have, um, you know, a deeper uh, response to watching wrestling, like psychologically than you would to like, um, like when you're there, than you would to like, um, not actually being in the same. Game room is the person.
0: Yeah, like like being part of the the collective uh, suspension of disbelief, I guess.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, it's just I'm I'm very interested in how like, uh, just like what it is about wrestling that is so satisfying for us to engage with
0: yeah same I, I would love to read that please if you could uh, send me a link or, or something so I can access that that sounds absolutely right up my alley
1: yeah yeah it's really short um but yeah I'll I'll, I'll send it your way for sure
0: it's a good little article please please amazing all right well I have a last uh, question as we're, we're yeah. getting towards the, the tail end of this so getting a bit late do you have a favorite wrestler to make art of like someone that you just get the most enjoyment or, or that has become a recurring sort of like character. Cause you just really dig, um, making art of them so much.
1: Uh, I, I love Akira Hakudo, Minami Toyota and Magumi Kudo. I know that's three, but like they, if I ever don't know what to paint, I just like look them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, I have to dig kind of deep to find some stuff I haven't seen yet, but going back and watching Matt, like, I don't know, matches that I've watched a bunch of times are still great. Um, i'm I'm interested in like I would really like to learn how to take um, photos so I could paint some like indie wrestlers because I would really like to like have a conversation with somebody that I'm painting because I'm often really curious about, like, what kind of headspace a wrestler gets in to like, inhabit this character and just kind of like what the performers, um, I don't know what their experience is like on the other side of this, because we're kind of meeting in the middle with our art making, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that's super fascinating. I, um, I actually was looking to maybe have uh, some, some wrestlers on the, the show in the near future, basically looking to have that same kind of like conversation to see how they look at it as like a creative kind of medium in the same way that, that we would look at this as like a creative um, subject matter kind of thing. So yeah. I think that could yeah. be an interesting thing. Yeah, but um, man, those are three incredible uh, names to, to list. And um, every every time I've uh, I've done any drawings or anything of any of those, it's so much fun. And uh, definitely special shout out to that uh, amazing Magumi um, Kudo, Kudo versus Combat Toyota uh, death match in uh, FMW uh, with the exploding barbed wire ropes. That is one of my very favorite matches of all time.
1: All time, all time. That was one of the first Joshi matches I watched, where I was just like, I don't even know what I am seeing, but I'm so here for it.
0: Uh, just
1: a breath, breath of fresh air.
0: Magical. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, can I please uh, let me know? Do you have any anything you'd like to uh, plug uh, on the the show here?
1: Um. I, you know, you can find me at Helen Hunter Art on Instagram and my website is HelenHunterArt.com. I, you know, I always take commissions. Hit me up.
0: Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Just uh, keep it cool. Nice. I could not think of anything better than uh, getting uh, a piece of yours uh, from from a friend as like a gift or something like that. So please, guys, check out Helen's stuff. Uh, have a look at her her work and and yeah, bloody get a get a commission sorted my gosh but no, thank you so much for your time i uh i really yeah. appreciate it um and yeah i'd love to to connect down the road maybe we can have you on uh later on and, and see how your your wrestling art journey is going
1: i would love that take care chris thank you
0: amazing thank you appreciate it all right there we go what a bloody delightful chat <laughs> that was that was actually a lot of fun. I um I I'm loving this this artist interview thing. I feel like I'm getting some different uh out of every, every single one. Um so I'm definitely uh most certainly keen to, to keep this going and talk to a, a whole gaggle of uh of, of more uh, talented wrestling artists and uh man. Big big thank you to, to Helen there. Uh, we, we got into some stuff that I yeah, wasn't wasn't quite expecting, but there's, there's such a lot of interesting theory stuff about this 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 thing that we all love. Uh, there you go. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll say a big thank you uh, for myself uh, to to everyone here for all of y'all for, for listening and, and supporting uh, for for subscribing to the show. Hey, if you feel like leaving a little little old review, um, that that wouldn't wouldn't be too harmful. Tell a friend, you know, let's just grow this this thingy of ours. This wrestling art, uh, weird. Um, addiction that we've got, (laughs) I guess. Um, but also a big thank you to the great guys at Social Suplex for, for keeping the lights on for letting me do this cool thing uh, check out socialsuplex.com for a, a whole variety of other rad wrestling podcasts um, not not as specifically niche as uh, wrestling art but uh, you've got, you got stuff ranging from a, a fantastic New Japan podcast Keeping It Strong Style to an AEW podcast One Nation Radio a whole bunch of rad stuff social suplex uh if you want to uh follow me i imagine you might be already but for anyone that somehow come across this podcast and doesn't uh at chris things on the twitter and on the instagram twitter you'll get all the updates uh, about their new podcasts and, and some different stuff there. instagram for all that but also a whole bunch of my art stuff um and then of course chris to you uh where you can go to buy yourself a, a rad little wrestling print um to perhaps buy an original to buy a calendar uh all the stuff and. Just please know that, that when you do buy those things, I appreciate it immensely. Um, every dollar spent on there goes towards enabling this <laughs> this weird uh, nonsense wrestling art practice of, of mine. Uh, so if you dig that kind of stuff and you want more of it to happen, that's the exact way to do it. Um, but, yeah, thanks again, guys, and uh, I'll see you next week. I do okay. the hammerlock. I do the hammerlock, yeah.